Our Lord Jesus occupies a unique position in which he is both shepherd and the lamb. He's the shepherd referred to in the 23rd Psalm that Debbie just read for us. No, I'm sorry, it was Christy that just read for us. And he provides for our every need so that we lack nothing. Now, I can't help but think of the 23rd Psalm without thinking of the King James Version. And I bet as you were sitting there going through the responsive reading in your head, the words of the familiar King James were going through your head and you wanted to say those words, didn't you? Yeah. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Powerful words. As shepherd, our Lord is not only provider, but He is the one who restores and rejuvenates us through the power of the Holy Spirit. He is our leader and our guide along the pathway of our life. He walks alongside us through circumstances, good and bad. And we can take comfort in His authority and his position as Lord. That's what the rod and the staff are about. Symbols of his office and authority. They mean he is sovereign and in control. And not only does he provide, but he provides for us in the midst of persecution and turmoil. And when we feel we can scarcely hold our heads up because of the pressures of this world, He soothes our weary minds and anoints us with His many blessings in such abundance to where we cannot even contain them. And because we are believers in and followers of this Good Shepherd, we have the assurance that His goodness and His mercy will be new for us each and every day of our lives. You'll notice the psalmist says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. He doesn't say, Maybe goodness and mercy shall follow me. And we can be certain that we have a place in His kingdom, 
in His house. Not just when we get to heaven, but right here and right now. Now, as I said, not only is our Lord the shepherd, but He is also the Lamb. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You've heard that before. There is a passage in the book of Revelation, and we don't go to that book much, do we? But it's totally appropriate that we talk about it here in this context of Jesus being Lamb and shepherd. In Revelation 7, beginning at verse 9, it says, After this, once again, we have to look back and see what the this is. And in this case, after this refers to John's vision of the 144,000 Jewish witnesses evangelists, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. So he has this vision. And after this, it says, I looked and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. See, this multitude is made up of the believers in the Lamb, the believers in Jesus Christ who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb and raptured into heaven. One comforting truth we can take from Revelation is that although Antichrist will have power over all peoples and languages, in the end times, he will not deceive every individual. And this verse makes it clear that the preaching of the gospel by the 144,000 Jewish witnesses will reach a multitude that no one can number, that no one can count, from every language, tribe, and people. Satan cannot and will not keep people from receiving Christ individually, personally. And we can see here that many, many accept Christ in the end times. More than can be counted. So it continues in Revelation with verse 10. They cried out in a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. See, we can't take credit for our salvation because our salvation is a free gift from God through grace and Jesus deserves all the credit. Jesus purchased our salvation with His own precious blood. That's why we praise and worship Jesus because of what He did on the cross for us and because He is the second person of the Trinity. In Him is the entire essence of the Godhead bodily. And we give all honor and glory to the triune God who sits on the throne. And verse 11 talks a little bit about what that looks like. 
takes us into, for a brief moment, the throne room of God Almighty. It says, And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God. John is giving us a rare glimpse into the throne room. God is on the center throne, of course, and Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, and there are four living beings. Probably an exalted order of angelic beings who are allowed very near the throne. And then there are these 24 elders who are representative of all believers. And they are very near as well. And the rest of the angels encircle the throne and all of them fall before the throne of God in total adoration and worship and they're singing. Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. You see, the worship is sevenfold. Seven being the number of completeness. Sevenfold. Blessing, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, might. The number of completeness, the worship and adoration in heaven is spiritually complete. There's nothing left out. Verse 13, Then one of the elders addressed me saying, Who are these robed in white and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. See, the great multitude dressed in white robes are those who receive Christ during what we call the great tribulation. The white robe is a symbol of their righteousness. And they are made righteous, not of their own doing, but by the blood of the Lamb. And it says they have washed their robes by choosing Christ. And Christ makes them clean, white as snow. Verse 15, for this reason they are before the throne of God and worship Him day and night within His temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. See, these Christians, indeed all Christians, are before the throne because they decided to follow Jesus. To accept the free gift of His salvation. To be washed in His blood and to believe in the resurrection. That's why we're an Easter people. That's why we sang the song this morning. Easter people, raise your voices. We are an Easter people. We are people of the resurrection. Our purpose in heaven as it is now on earth is to worship God. Verse 16, they will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. Where does that come from? Well, if we look back into Isaiah, into the Old Testament, Isaiah 49, 10, 
It says, They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. For he that hath mercy on them shall lead them, even by the springs of water shall he guide them. That's familiar, isn't it? Both this passage in Revelation and Isaiah 49.10 remind us of the 23rd Psalm. Jesus is the shepherd. He provides for the needs of His flock. The sun will not strike them because there is no more sun. Jesus is the light. There will be no need for the sun or the moon in the kingdom of heaven. There will be the presence of light, but it's the light of Christ. Verse 17, for the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of the water of life and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Well, I don't know that this verse requires much explanation at all, really. Um, This is most certainly a picture of heaven where there is eternal peace and joy. And here again we see Jesus as the shepherd of His sheep providing for all our needs and filling us with unspeakable joy. There are no more tears in heaven. I was told a story about a young girl who raised sheep. Daily, she made sure that she counted her small flock. She fed them grain in the winter months when snow covered their meager pasture. She made sure that they had fresh water, even on days when the winter winds howled and the snow swirled around. Definitely not Splendora, Texas. She would walk to the barns and take care of her sheep. She had names for each one, fitting the personality of each sheep. She talked to them, hugged them, brushed them, tended them. When the new lambs were born, she would tearfully rejoice over each new birth cuddling each tiny lamb and making sure that it received care from its mother. Even the lambs that were rejected by their mothers received tender care from her as she made sure they were fed and nursed. And her sheep knew her voice. They could tell from afar off when they heard her calling that it was her. One day a friend asked her about her sheep and she said that she loved them and she told the friend their names. And so the friend called one of them by name, but it didn't come. They tried again using a different tone of voice to coax it to come, but to no avail. Then she whispered its name and it came to her, trusting in her goodness. See, there will never be a time when that young girl does not care about her sheep. 
And she told her friend, each one of them is precious. She said that it seems to her God cares for her just that same way. God knows her name and calls her. And she places her trust in God's love. And even when things get tough, she relies on God and she tells him so often in prayer. And she prays. And I invite you to pray with me now. God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. And true to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me off again in the right direction. Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I'm not afraid. When you walk at my side, your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessing. Your beauty and your love chase after me every day of my life. And I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my days. Amen. You see, Jesus is the shepherd and Jesus is the lamb. And in that simple truth, we know that we are cared for in this life and that we have hope for the life to come. In the name of the Father, and of the Lamb, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.